If somebody gives you a nicely wrapped gift and you open it up, you're expecting something that you really want. And sometimes what's in the package is a gift, but it's hard. <laughs> it's not what you expected. Uh, we've been talking about storms that you might go through as a couple. And sometimes you get a wonderful gift like a newborn child or a new job. And it's hard. It's a gift, but it's also very difficult. and It stresses the relationship. How do you handle that? Well, we're going to talk about it today on the show. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They lead the Focus Marriage Department. And Erin, um, sometimes blessings come with a burden. And mm -hmm. so how do you encourage couples to be realistic about changes? It might be that one or both of them are just looking at the good things without paying attention to some of the responsibilities and difficulties that might come along with that package? Mm, it's such a great question because so often we will go through these things in life and we want to not have any negative feelings. However, it's a blessing. So why why am I feeling sad or why am I feeling yeah. exhausted or why am I anxious when this thing is so good? It's just recognizing that even with good things, there comes change. And change, as we navigate that, you know, there's some key things that we need to acknowledge. Change can be hard. And just normalizing that is helpful to go, okay, as we're having this newborn, things are changing. A newborn is a blessing. But gosh, our sleep patterns are changing. <sighs> My hormones are changing. Our relationship is changing. All kinds of things are shifting. So thus, a couple has got to communicate. They've got to normalize it, but then also acknowledge that there are things that are changing in our relationship and in our home. So how are we going to navigate that together? Hmm. And reminding each other we're on the same team, things you know such as that. But then also setting realistic expectations around what is this season going to look like? And, you know, realistically, you know, it's not realistic for one person to be up 24-7. So how are we navigating that together? Mm. And, you know, emphasizing the teamwork again is so important. And, you know, just knowing that the season will change and a new season will present itself. Mm. And then we've got to go through that whole process again. Yeah. Uh, somebody observed, I'm not the same person that my wife married X number of years ago. And she's not the same person that I married because we're growing, we're changing. Yes. Life is pressing and moving and, and shaping us. Well, let's go ahead and hear a little bit about those changes and challenges amidst the blessings. As we hear from Focus President Jim Daly, he spoke with Gary Thomas about this. Well, and I think in mm. part, and you're going right to what I would describe as some of the extremes in the marriage uh, storm, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But you also speak in the book, you write in the book about the, the mundane things that create breaches, right? Uh, I thought one of the interesting ones, and I experienced this, Gene and I did this when our kids, our boys were little. I remember coming home from work, I had a long day, and I was exhausted. I mean, I literally got one foot in the door. Gene was at the door with Trent and Troy, one in each arm, <laughs> and my one foot is in the door, and she goes, you gotta take the kids. Yeah. I'm done, yeah. I'm done for the day. Take the kids. And I'm like, I put the briefcase down. I throw my jacket on the ground. Uh, okay. I took the boys and took them to the basement and played with them. And But it was hard because I, I was saying to Gene later, I said, man, I just need like five minutes. Just let me change my clothes, put a T-shirt on and some shorts, and then I'll do whatever we need to do with the kids. But it was like, it was hard. And that is a little bit of drift that you talk about too. And so I'd ask you a, kind of a more simple question in that regard, like the young couple that has 
one, two, three-year-old children and the drift that can create, the separation that can create if they don't notice the storm warnings of what they're entering. And it's a great point, Jim, because so often we think of storms as bad things happening. A storm can be a good thing that happens, like bringing a new baby into the house. A great thing, but disruptive. Right. My friend Dr. Les Parrott has a great line. When a new baby is born, a new marriage is born. Hmm. Even if it's the second or third baby. Well, it's a different family. It is. It's not the same family. And and couples have told me before the baby comes, I says, what are you going to take out? And they go, what do you mean? Well, do you think God gives you 30 hours more a week? Here's a baby. Here's 30 hours. I go, (laughs) and and the couples that made it, Jim, we're talking about John and Deborah here from the book and others where... um, their kids were older, but during COVID, he had to double down. He was a pastor and launch online services. They were ruthless in cutting out what they could, and they were intentional, I mean, industriously so, in saying, we're going to come out of this closer together. And I think every time a couple brings home a new baby, there should be this pledge, and I think spoken out loud. Our first goal is that 18 years from now, we're closer because we brought this baby home, not further apart. Wow. It's the best thing for the baby. It's the best thing for the marriage. It's the best thing for the legacy that they would leave behind. But they made tough choices. In the case of John, now, he's an eye surgeon, but he talked about what they do for their Sunday night check-ins. And you talk about emotionally available. He wasn't the first year. He was going through residency. He said, Gary, every picture of me that first year, I'm laying on the couch asleep with the baby on top of me Mm -hmm. because I was so tired. And they realized, okay, this can't go on. This can't happen with baby number two. He now works three days a week. And he works five minutes from home so he can come home from lunch. And you might say, would you make that sacrifice? He goes, yeah, I drive an older car. He goes... But if you could have the relationship with your wife that I have, he wasn't speaking to me directly, but you know, generally, he goes, it's an unmatchable connection. I, I like the life of intimacy that we share, the fun we have, the joy and connected. I would rather be this connected to my wife with maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars less in the bank than have money that I may never spend and feel like we don't know each other and being frustrated with each other all the time. And uh, another huge help for couples that were facing busyness, whether it was bringing a new child home or a new work challenge. And I didn't lead anybody. This just came up three different times with the importance of check-ins. Mm-hmm. If we're not intentional about connecting with each other, it's not going to happen. In fact, the couple I called the relationally industrious couple have three different kinds of check-ins. They have their date nights, which is just about fun. Then they have their business nights, which might be, who's going to pay this? We need to get this fixed in the house. Or it might be, I was hurt when you did that. You feel like you've been distracted. And then they have their daily check-ins, and that's just five or 10 minutes. And here's how they thought through it, Jim. They said, if we don't do the other two meetings, the date night gets sabotaged. We want to deal with our business on date night instead of have fun. We want to air our grievances. And this is about time that we enjoy together. And the morning check-ins he found, we we just want to know what's happening with each other's day. And he found out, this was Randy, that Hannah does better when she's caffeinated. So (laughs) he he gives her the coffee. Not everybody will react that way. (laughs) He he comes back in and it might just be five, okay, what do you got going? How can I pray for you? What's going on? Uh, And they do it. And, And here's what I thought was just a beautiful truth that came out of it. Hannah says, you know, we even occasionally do marriage seminars. 
And everybody says, you guys are so lucky. You're such a good match. You found each other. And she said, Gary, luck has nothing to do with it. We didn't find this marriage. We created it and we work hard to keep it. Mm. She goes, we can be distant easily. And they've learned the hard way that when they didn't do the, the three different ones, they had a date night. They live in, in British Columbia beautiful sunset i mean it was just a gorgeous summer evening paddle boarding and they wrecked it because they had one of their worst arguments ever <laughs> and these friends came by in a boat and said oh this is such a romantic evening isn't it and they're like this has nothing to do with romance <laughs> but i i love that because younger couples often think okay you find the right person and you reap a great marriage these couples discovered you have to be intentional and check-ins were just a wonderful tool for john and deborah it was sunday evenings two to three hours that was their time it was inviolate the kids could not come into their room they would not um, schedule anything hmm. and I, i'm just saying i see the seeds that they planted and i see the crops that they have reaped and uh, i think that kind of intentionality pays off big time Well, Greg, as Gary Thomas mentioned children and how they affect the relationship, uh, talk a little bit about the adjustments that you and Aaron uh, got to make uh, with child number one and then two, three, four. Yeah, I, I think one of the best things that we did is that Aaron and I actually talked about this before number one arrived, is that we were just so committed to keeping our marriage a priority it, within the realities of just the sheer time and the exhaustion, I mean, everything that's true as we had our first child, we still really kept talking, okay, wh- what do we need? How can we grab some time here and there? Just what little things, because I think at the end of the day, our kids from day one need to know. So, And this was someone's quote, but I love it. But our kids need to know that, that our marriage is the sun and they are the planets. They orbit us. We don't orbit them. Mm-hmm. We don't. We never wanted a child-centric yeah. family, which means that that it's really about the kids and what they need. And we place the priority there, thinking that well, someday that we, you know, we'll we'll figure this out when they leave the home. Then we'll really reconnect. It just doesn't work that way. And so, the reality was, yeah, priorities shifted. Sleep deprivation was a real thing. Just today, I was in a meeting. Here at Focus on the Family with a, a, a brand new dad. So mm-hmm. two weeks into it, and he was just going, I was up all night. And, uh, you know, we were just talking. I was just encouraging him going, man, hang in there. We've all gone through this. I don't even remember what that season was like, but I'm sure it was so hard. Mm-hmm. But hang in there. Keep pursuing your wife. And he's like, well, how do I do that? Because we have no time. We're tired. We just want to nap. And, and just to encourage him, I think that's a big part of Aaron and I had mentors within our relationship. We turned to them and asked them, okay, your, your kid's older. Like, what'd you do? How'd you survive? What, what were the secrets? How'd you guys stay strong mm-hmm. as a couple? So I think it's just understanding with all those, the reality of how things change. You know, it, does, it, it felt like an emotional roller coaster. When you're, when you're not sleeping well, you're more irritable. I mean, all that stuff is true. And Aaron and I just continued to go how are we going to stay like a team? So we we kept discussing what was working, mm-hmm. what wasn't. You know, we we realized there was some. Aaron was a, a night shift nurse, and so there was kind of 
those those early early morning hours she was able to do so I could do some of the the early evening hours and then get up super early. So we just kept talking going what's mm-hmm. working what's not. Mm-hmm. We're a team, we can get through this. You know, we we gave each other tons and tons of grace going I know that's not who you are. I just know you're exhausted. The hormone all that was true. Mm-hmm. We just we hung in there with each other. Well, there's something so powerful about recognizing you're not in it alone. That when we remind each other that, hey, we're on the same team, then it's, oh, we're in this together and we're going to get through it together. We're going to navigate it together. It is really difficult when we are in a hard situation and we feel alone. Mm -hmm. So just remind each other, we're in this together. I'm doing my part. You're doing your part. If if it's not working, we're going to navigate that together. I mean, even... Man, go go through the verse in I think it's Galatians six where it talks about you know each one should carry his own load. A load is like a backpack. Things that I should be able to carry bear each other's burdens. A burden is something that I can't do on my own. Mm-hmm. Talk about what, right now in our life. What are things that feel like more the backpack? That things that you're going to still do, you can do. You don't need my help on those, but I'll thank you for those. Mm-hmm. Be grateful that you're doing those things. But what are the burdens? What are areas now that maybe you used to be able to carry on your own? but you really need me to help carry that with you. Have that sort of, use that sort of language, have that kind of a conversation. Mm -hmm. And just the more we can talk and and stumble through these things, we'll we'll figure them out. That's good. Together. Yeah. That's the point. Yes, together. Make this work together. And our free marriage assessment is a great tool for you to do something together and uh, to find out about the strengths of your relationship and some of the weaknesses. Uh, perhaps the improvement points. So uh, stop by the website. Uh, We've got the link in the show notes, and you'll see that free marriage assessment. About a million people have taken that, and uh, it's really valuable. It's free. And uh, again, you'll find the details in the show notes. Now, if you'd like to go further and deeper with Gary Thomas and uh, some of the ideas that he's been sharing in the past couple of episodes, make a donation today of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family, and we'll send Gary's book, Making Your Marriage a Fortress. It's a fantastic resource to help you get on the same page, literally, and uh, it's going to help you go through a stressful time with uh, some of the ideas that Greg and Aaron shared, and much, much more. It's a great book. Get a copy when you make a donation today to Focus on the Family. All the details are in the show notes. Next time, Dr. Randy Schrader joins us to share about the impact of technology on your relationship. And for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and our entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.